Welcome to the Balanced Working Moms podcast. I'm Rena Misha, and I'm so glad you're here. If you're a busy mom like me who's trying to manage everything, you're totally in the right place. In this podcast, you're going to learn secrets on how to live your life so you feel so much more balanced. Welcome into our episode today. So great to have you here with me. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're feeling well. My best friend just told me that she's positive for COVID. So I know things are going around, a lot of illness. So I hope you're feeling well. If not, I hope you're taking care of yourself. I'm pretty tired this week because on Sunday, I threw this big birthday party for my mother. I made a lot of food. I made, you know, special. (laughs) I wouldn't usually stand over a stove for hours. It wasn't the healthiest, but it was so delicious. And it was great seeing my family. I had some family members visiting from another country, and it was so special to see them. So special. So, but it took me a few days to recover. This was Sunday, and I'm now recording on Wednesday. It's not easy throwing parties when we're also busy moms but I'm glad I got to do it. So I have to share that as a coach, you probably never thought of this, but I actually am able to help people the best when I'm not good at something. So when I've had to struggle and I really, you know, I research everything, I know how it feels when there's something that I just, it just seems really, really hard for me to do. And if you think about it, it's probably true in your own life. You know, if you're naturally, let's say, good at doing something, it could be very hard to teach somebody how to do that because it's so obvious for you. Some of us feel this way when we're trying to help our kids do their homework. We know the answer. It's easy for us. And to help our kids and to have them understand how to get to the answer could be really, really hard. So if you follow other coaches, you may notice that most coaches teach things that they themselves have struggled with because you know, you know what the struggle looks like and you know what it takes to get there. You know what works, what doesn't work when maybe you're not naturally good at doing something. So you're going to laugh, but for our topic today, I want to share with you three reasons why your house is messy. And I know firsthand why a house gets messy because I've made all the mistakes. I've done all the struggles and the things I'm going to share with you are going to be so obvious to somebody who's just born neat and organized that they're not even going to understand why we're doing this episode. But if you're like me and you have struggled these things are probably going to be an epiphany and it's going to help you. It's going to help you because you're going to say to yourself, wow, if I had known that years ago, I could have changed things. I could have accounted for it. I would have adjusted for it. And it could be so satisfying when you're struggling with something and you work so hard to try to understand it and then you finally get there. You finally get there. Think about a test. You know, back when you were in high school 
and there was a subject that maybe you didn't know so well, let's say biology. So you would study and study and study, and it wasn't easy. And then you would take your exam and you did so well. That is the feeling that I want for you, that feeling of satisfaction. Satisfying that now you understand why maybe you've been struggling. And once you understand, it's going to help you so much to make improvements and to make it so your house is maybe a little less messy. And one of the reasons why I thought I would do this episode is because I spent so many years in confusion because I actually clean my house, okay? I know I tell you it's my struggle, but I clean it. So I'm wondering if I'm cleaning it, why is it still messy? You know, it's not like I'm ignoring it. And of course, there's the obvious reason that as I'm cleaning, the kids are going behind me and messing it up. (laughs) So upsetting, isn't it? It's painful. But there are deeper reasons too. And I want to talk about it. Because to fix something, you really have to know what caused the problem to begin with. You know, you can't fix something until you know what's broken. And my goal for you on this episode is that if you've been struggling and it's hard for you to keep things neat and clean, that you have an aha moment. That one of the things, or maybe all of them that I'm going to say is really going to resonate with you. And of course, I'm not going to talk about every possible reason why your house may be messy. We would be here all night, you know? (laughs) I'm just going to talk about maybe three that you hadn't thought of. And if you fix even one of them, I'm guessing you're going to see a big improvement. Big improvement. Maybe it won't be perfect, probably won't be, but it will be so much better. So much better. So let's dive in. Let's talk about why your house is messy. And the first reason why your house may be messy is because you don't finish what you start. That's a big one, right? Are you a creative person by any chance? I know I am. And if you are, creative people especially have a really hard time with this. So do people with ADHD. And of course, these days, anybody who has a phone, because I think our phones make us all distracted and we forget about finishing anything, you know? I want you to picture this image, okay? Picture this. You just had a lovely family dinner. It was really, maybe it was Sunday and there was a lot of food and there's a lot of mess on the table. And now it's time to clean up and it's your turn to clean up. Your turn to do all this. So what do you do? Well, the first thing you may do is maybe you'll put away the extra food so it doesn't spoil. Next, you grab maybe some dirty plates and stick them in the dishwasher and you feel amazing. The bare minimum is done. The food is put away. The plates are in the dishwasher. And then maybe your child calls to you. He needs help with his homework. So you quickly, you check Instagram, then you go help him with his homework and then you are exhausted. So you go sit down and you watch a little TV. But what is going on with the table? 
you just put the plates away and the food, there's probably some glasses on there. It's full of crumbs. Maybe some forks are there. And the table still has the mail on it from yesterday, right? Maybe from a few days ago. In our scenario today, there wasn't a lot that needed to be put away. Maybe it was another five minutes worth of work. But you're like me, and maybe you're creative and you're easily distractible, and you have long since moved on. You know, forget about dinner. You're now helped kid with homework. You're on the couch relaxing. But you know what happens, right? Mess sometimes, I don't know how it does this, but it just draws more mess. You know, when you have a little pile, It just has babies and it makes more mess. So then maybe your kids, while you're watching TV, your kids go and they have a snack and then that table is even worse and they were doing their homework and they left the papers all there. The papers have crumbs. It's just, it's a mess, right? It's this huge mess. Why is it a mess? Well, first of all, because you have kids. (laughs) That's the first reason. But you didn't finish what you started. And it's no fault of yours. Your kid needed help with his homework and it's important. With a lot of kids, if you don't help them right away, the moment is gone. You know, (laughs) that's why I'm not judging. Your kid needed help with his homework right then and there. But finishing what you start is such a struggle, especially in this day and age. And I gave an example of cleaning off your table but it could be an art project. Oh my gosh, I'm so guilty of this. When I record my podcast, I do it in my craft room and I'm looking over at the table. And yeah, (laughs) remember I said I had a party? Well, some of the kids from the party, I took them downstairs to the craft room. The best aunt ever, shall I say. (laughs) And we made, we did crafts, we made cards and I cleaned up some of it. But there is an example, a perfect one of I didn't finish what I started. So I started to clean it and I just ran out of steam. I have no excuse. I don't even think I was distracted and it's still messy. It's not a huge mess, but now we know messes make babies. So in a week, if I don't do anything, it's going to be a total disaster zone It's going to be a mountain of stuff instead of just a few things. So notice if you have this bad habit like I have of starting things and not finishing them, because that could be why your house is messier than you'd like it to be. And it's so hard as a mom because there's so many distractions. It's not just our phone. It's just it's our kids, our spouse, all the things all the things. But once you start noticing, and that's why I love to talk about these things, because once you start noticing, that's when you can fix it. So since I realized this, I'm now so much better about finishing what I start. I'm not perfect, but so much better, especially when it comes to the dining room table. It's okay if things are messy in my craft room, But the table, that could be a little more difficult. All right, so now let's talk about the second reason why your house may be a mess. 
And I'm so embarrassed because again, this reason is so obvious to people. It is so obvious. And I just heard this a few months ago. I was listening to a YouTube and I saw this and I was like, oh my gosh, like light bulb went off in my brain. Why did I not know this? And this reason is because you simply do not have a place for things. Your things do not have a home. And I think of my friends who have the gene, they're so lucky, they have the gene for being neat and organized, and they have a home for pretty much everything in their house. If they have a stray button, they know where it goes, probably the trash. (laughs) I'm probably the only one saving that kind of stuff. But you know what I mean. They have a place for things. And actually, what I implied, they probably don't keep all the junk that I keep. But anyway, when I watched this YouTube, I had such an epiphany because I looked at my dining room. I have a sideboard in my dining room. It's actually a dresser, but it's nice. It holds a lot of things. It's great to have it in the dining room. And I looked at the top of the dresser, which is just a total, I don't know, magnet for junk. And I looked at it, and I honestly could not think about where most of the things would go. Even if I wanted to clean the top of the dresser, and I did want it to be clean very, very badly, most of the things on my dresser do not have a home. (laughs) They don't have a home. I'll tell you what was on that dresser so you can understand. So the first thing there on the side is a box. Because I'm going to be sending my client a gift, and I know the exact size of the gift, and the box is perfect. It's the perfect size to mail her the gift. So I need to keep the box until the gift arrives in the mail so I can send it to her. Where do I put that? That has no home. Where would you put that in your house? I don't even know. (laughs) The sideboard also has some candles and matches again, with no home, no home at all. On my sideboard, there's also a gift that somebody gave me. I don't really want it, but I don't want to get rid of it yet. I want to keep it maybe a little longer. And I have no idea where to put it. No idea. The sideboard also has some art supplies, which are really nice. My kids actually use that every day when they do their homework. One of my daughters created it. It's the cutest thing. It's a shoebox and she glued these little, I don't know, these cardboard inserts for the size of everything she wanted to store. It's adorable, but maybe it doesn't belong on the dining room sideboard. (laughs) It's just so cute. We use it every day, but I do not have an appropriate home for it. Okay. I could go on. I'm sure you have a place in your house that also has just a hodgepodge of things. You have no clue where they go. They have no home. And they end up, they're attracted to these flat surfaces. And it's almost like a magnet. It draws them to them. And you do not know what to do with it. You cannot have a clean house because you don't know how to clean. Where do you get started? Another issue that I think creates this problem is if the inside of your cabinets have too much clutter. 
So essentially what I'm saying is maybe two things. The first is that everything needs a home. But the second thing I'm saying is the clutter is also creating a problem. As I told you what was on the table, I realized I should get rid of that gift, right? I should get rid of some clutter in the cabinets so that there's room for everything to have a home. But clutter would be a totally different episode. Let's not go there now, but it does affect why our house is messy, right? If there was less stuff, our house, of course, wouldn't be as messy because there'd be fewer things around. Let me know if you want an episode on clutter. There are things we could do that maybe aren't so hard that helps get rid of the clutter. But this was such an eye-opener to me. I never thought of it. I never thought that everything needed a home, but it's so obvious in hindsight. So that's why we're having this episode, because maybe you also didn't realize. Maybe you didn't know. That's what I started out saying, that you can teach the best when you don't know. Because you don't know what people don't know if you're already good at it. But when you're not good at it, that's when you really know. It's when you know what you need help with. Now let's talk about the third reason why your house may be messy. And I'm actually really excited to share about this reason. And the reason why I'm excited is because I've been working very, very hard on this for about a year, for the past year, and I'm still working on it. And let me tell you what that reason is. And the third reason why your house may be messy is because you don't have designated times when you or your family members clean. Again, this may seem so obvious to people who are born organized and born neat. But when I realized this, it was such an epiphany. I remember when I realized this, I can still picture where I was. And I was journaling and I realized that the reason why my house wasn't clean is simply because I did not have a dedicated time each day when I cleaned. It was hit or miss. When I had the time or energy, I would clean. But most days, to be honest with you, I'd get involved with something important and it just never happened. And when I realized that I needed a schedule, that made all the difference. Because what I did was I became consistent. I had an approximate time when I would clean every day. I say approximate because I'm still a creative person and maybe having an exact time Maybe that's a little hard for me. Okay, not maybe, (laughs) it is. So I have an approximate window and I clean for a certain number of minutes and that made all the difference. Just having this time, having this schedule. And don't get me wrong, it may sound really simple when I'm describing it, but this process was not easy. Wasn't easy, but luckily I'm lucky because I'm a coach. So I have some tools and I had tools that I could keep myself accountable and to make sure I kept up with the new habit. And I'm actually still making sure that I keep up with this habit because it's been about a year, but it's still not ingrained. Sometimes habits can take a really long time to form. And this is one of them. 
this is one of those habits and it's fine. It's fine. I just track it every day after I do my cleaning. I do a checkbox on my app and I show that I've done it. And just like the other reason why people were messy, this could sound so obvious to people who are clean. Like, of course you have a time when you clean. For others of us, it is hard. It is hard, especially because we can get interrupted while we're doing the task, or we can interrupt ourselves. That happens a lot too. So I'll tell you what I do to marry my creative mind with this kind of challenging habit for me. And what I do is I have no rules. You know, some people, when they clean their house, maybe on Monday, they clean a bathroom and Tuesday, they clean a kitchen. So for me, as long as I'm doing my dedicated cleaning, I don't care what I'm doing as long as I'm cleaning. So if I'm in the mood to clean the kitchen or if the kitchen is a total disaster, I'll clean the kitchen. If I want to do the bathrooms, I'll clean that. And that feels so satisfying to me to not have rules because I started my habit with these strict rules. You know, Monday was this room, Tuesday was this room, and it made it feel really heavy to me. I don't want to clean the bathroom today. (laughs) I'm just not in the mood. So for me, creating these loose kind of rules really, really helped. Another thing that I do is I set the timer. So this keeps me from wandering. I'm not allowed to text somebody when I'm doing my cleaning time. I don't go browsing the internet. I really stay focused and I really clean. And this one habit has made such a difference in my life and in how my house looks, I cannot even tell you. I'm pretty good about this routine, but I was telling you that I have to keep tracking it because it's still hard for me. And a few weeks ago, I went almost the whole week without doing it. You know, it happens. It happens. We're all human. I had a very busy week and I just didn't do it. And it was so interesting how messy the house was. You could come in my house and you could tell right away something had changed because the normal set point of my house was so much better because of this routine. And I don't clean for a long time. I started this habit cleaning for only five minutes. I now usually do 15, sometimes 20 So we're not talking forever. I'm just cleaning for a few minutes and it makes such a difference. I can't even tell you. So if you struggle with keeping your house clean, definitely think about creating the schedule of a designated time and then create your own rules or have no rules like I do because it just makes it more fun that way. And that's how you're gonna get it done. If it makes it fun, And of course, if you're tracking it, because that's really important to make sure you don't forget and that even if you fall off the wagon, you'll get right back on. For example, that week where I really didn't clean at all, the next week I just got right back to it. I didn't have any guilt. I didn't beat myself up. It was a little hard to catch up because the house was such a mess, but I did it. I did it without guilt. So I hope today's episode helped you. I know these things have really helped me. 
And maybe you're already great with keeping your house clean. If you are, I'm so happy for you. And I hope even if you're great about it, I hope you learned something. And maybe, you know, we all know people who are not great about it, maybe a family member. So maybe this will help you help them. You know, maybe one of your children isn't great at cleaning. And maybe one of these reasons is why. Maybe your child just gets distracted. Maybe all he needs is a timer, whatever it is. So I hope this episode helped you because like I said, sometimes you have to have the problem to know how to solve the problem. So let's review. So the three reasons why your house may be messy are number one, you don't finish what you start. Number two, you don't have a place for everything. And maybe you have a little bit of clutter. And number three, you don't have a designated cleaning time. So if you work on even one of these things, I know you're gonna quickly see improvements to the state of your house. And like mine, your natural set point will be so much better. And I hope that makes you feel more calm and more balanced because that's what it's all about. When your house is a disaster, it's really hard to feel calm and balanced. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it helped you take yet another step closer to better balance because that's the goal here. And make sure you check out my free course on how to find work-life balance as a working mom. You are going to love the class. It has a beautiful workbook, audio lessons, and it gives a soup to nuts approach on how to be better balanced. I know you're going to benefit so much from it. And I look forward to hearing about how it works out for you. And to access the course, just go to the link in the podcast description. Wishing you so much joy as you work towards that better balance.